Thanks for tuning in to the teaching ministry of Mike Hilson, Senior Pastor of New Life Wesleyan Church of La Plata, Maryland. It's a church that plants churches and Where You Are Church, an online church helping people reconnect with God through practical content and a growing community. Hey, we're so glad that you're taking the time to listen to this week's message. We hope that this teaching helps you love God and love people better every day. And if you enjoy what you hear today, consider sharing it with someone else. Now enjoy today's teaching. So today, we're going to continue in our series, What I Know So Far. And again, this is a series born out of uh, the uh, sabbatical trip that Tina and I took. And, and and I know, I know, I know. I'm going to say it again. I've said it a number of times. We Maybe maybe we all hoped I would come back with some kind of huge epiphany or some kind of John the Revelator moment, but I just didn't. God took us right back to basics, which means that we, in the, we dealt with, we're dealing in Genesis. In the beginning, God you know, and then family first. The first thing God does for Adam is he creates Eve, so there's community. Uh, then sin comes in, messes it all up, and sin is still our problem. And then that causes death, which ultimately, that's a foreshadowing of Jesus who comes and brings us life. And and, and Jesus is the answer. So in the beginning, God, family first, sin is still the problem, and Jesus is still the answer. Okay, but but then we come down to what do I do? Now I've got Jesus in my life. How now do I live? How now do I survive in this new reality I've got? Because look, even though I know Jesus, I'm, I'm surrounded by sin. The world is riddled with sin. Society is seems to be celebrating sin rather than trying to get rid of it. The world just seems to celebrate it these days. It it, it really amazes me. You know, I, I don't I don't view myself as that old. I'm 56, but I can remember a way back when. And I'm not going to call them the good old days because I've always liked the next days better than the last days. They're not the good old days, but I remember when, the, you know, we understood that some things were wrong. And other things were right. Today, that doesn't even seem to be true. We're surrounded by sin. And it seems that the world has just given into it. It seems that the world has just decided that it's normal. And instead of trying to root it out and deal with it, they're just going to celebrate it. That seems to be what's going on. Well, I need you to understand that's not new. Uh, in fact, can I, just, can I just say sidebar here, not really part of the sermon? Nothing's new. Everything's happened before. Everything's happened through someone else. It may be a new technology, but it leads to the same old sin. It may be a new a, a new way to project, but it's the same sin. The truth is that, that, that mankind has been through all these things. And in Genesis, I can take you to a story of a man who was surrounded by sin, but Jesus was still the answer. God was still the answer. In Genesis chapter 6, this is a very familiar story. Everybody knows the story of Noah's Ark, right? We decorate our children's rooms with it. We do, And, and I, I got to be honest, I, I'm, I'm not really into the whole uh, Noah's Ark in the kids' rooms things anymore. It's a pretty dark story, frankly. I, I know, I know. We all love the fact that all of the animals came together and Noah got them all together. and all. I, I, I know we love that part of the story. But if you really look at the story, it's pretty dark because the world was completely riddled with and given over to sin. It says here, 
in, in chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6, starting in verse 9, it says, This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. He had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was, watch this, the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. Look, look, sin, sin always leads to violence. Let me, let, me, let me say it a different way. Sin at its root is I deserve to have something that I don't currently have in my hands, whatever that happens to be. And when you reach out to take it and you, you become convinced that should be yours, then you will hurt other people to get what should be yours. And in your mind, that will be okay. I actually watched a video yesterday of a guy who chased down two, a 70-year-old couple, knocked them both over just to steal the woman's cell phone. I guess he thought that cell phone should be his, and so he knocks over 70-year-old people just to take the cell phone. Now, you're thinking to yourself, who does that? Well, in, in figurative ways, all of us have done things like that from time to time. The truth is, sin does that. The world was full of violence. Violence is a natural outflow of sinfulness. Violence is a natural outflow of not following the God who showed us how to live in peace. All right, God saw how corrupt the earth had become. For all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. They had decided. They had chosen new ways. They had chosen to, re- to, to surrender to the sin in order to finally, I mean, they just decided to celebrate it. We're just going to celebrate this in. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it and coat it. Now I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I got to stop. I got to stop. God said, I am surely going to put an end to all people. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth because they have chosen violence, because they have chosen corruptness, because they have chosen sin. I'm going to put a stop to them. I'm going to put an end to them. I need you to understand our God is a patient God. Our God is a is a loving God, loving to the nth degree, right? All of that's true. But there are moments where his patience ends. There are moments when when God's God's willingness to be patient ends, and it doesn't end because he's angry. It ends because we are unwilling to turn and to change. And when we are unwilling to turn and to change, then God will work out his plan. And if working out his plan means that he needs to move us out of the way, God does that. Look, there are two places you can be in life. You can be in God's will or you can be in God's way. In this story, Noah and his family are in God's will. The rest of everyone else are in God's way. And so God, patience, 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 and then it's time to make a change. And he begins to make that change. Here's what, here's what he tells him to do. Make, a, make an ark out of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and, and, and coat it with pitch inside and out. 
This is how you are to make make a roof. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, uh, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all the way around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, and of every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. And Noah did everything just as God had commanded him. Now, one of the things that I began to understand uh, anew, one of the things I was reminded of was that we must be surrendered to God. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you. We must surrender to God in order to survive in a sinful world. We will not spiritually survive unless we're fully surrendered to God. Now, I, I know, I know, I know. In, in our American context, this word surrender is not very well liked. This word surrender is not very highly thought of. Most people don't want to think in terms of surrender. They want to think of victory. They want to think of winning. They want to think of, we are the champions. You know, they, they, they want to go there. Where, where really what God is calling us to do is surrender to him in order to survive in the midst of this sinful world we are living in. Now, God promises at the end of the story that he will never destroy the earth again uh, that way. So God God very clearly says he's not going to do that again. So I'm, I'm not here arguing that God's going to do that because the world is full of sin, though the world is full of sin today. And the truth is that we must be ready to surrender to him if we're going to survive in that context, if we're going to make it through that context. Now, I, 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 when we were on our trip, uh, Tina and I were on our trip, we, uh, I, I stopped off. We were in Australia. And so I could stop off at an island on the way back. And we were just supposed to spend a week on an island, just, just, just quiet, this little island. There's a little resort on it. We're just supposed to have a quiet week, right? Nothing going on, nothing to do. And so we check into the, the, the little resort and it's really beautiful and it's great. And I love it. You know, everything's, everything's exactly what I expected. Except for the fact that the island was much poorer than I had realized. I had not really studied the island's, uh, uh, the island's economic situation. So I realized, okay, we're in a, we're in a poorer country. It's a very, very small, um, uh, old-school-style airport where we got off the back of the plane, walked down on the tarmac, walked across the tarmac to go inside the airport. Very small. All of that was fine. I've done all that before. Tina and I have done all that before, so all that was fine. Uh, but when we checked in, the, the lady that checked us in said, well, I just hope the storm doesn't come. And I said, storm? What storm? Because we had not been keeping up with, uh, with the news. So uh, she said, well, there's a cyclone. And a cyclone, for those who don't know, is a hurricane, is the equivalent of a hurricane in the southern hemisphere. And I, so I went to the room. I pulled up the computer and I looked at it. And there were two storms. They were tracking each other. And um, and the the forecast made the first storm was was predicting predicting it to be a category three, 
well, I'm from, we're all here from the east coast of the U.S., and I'm from North Carolina. So I know what hurricanes are like, and I know that a Category 3 is no joke. So I told the guy, I said, I'm, I'm not staying here. We're, we're, we're too low. We're too close to the ocean. I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to leave. And he tried to talk me out of it, the manager. But then the next morning, by the time we got to lunch the next day, they relocated us. They moved us to higher ground and put us in a, in a hotel that was built specifically to ride out cyclones. We had to go there. Why? Because the storm was going to be too much for us to survive where we were. Watch. If I stayed low in the storm, I wasn't going to survive it. In order to survive the storm, I had to surrender what I thought was beautiful and comfortable and perfect paradise kind of setting. have to surrender that to go to a holiday inn on a mountain. Why? Because it's safer here. It's better here. Watch. If I'm going to spiritually survive in a world that is spiritually broken and filled with sin, I must surrender my efforts. I must surrender my efforts. Uh, Noah had to build this ark. He had to build this ark. He had to he had to pack it all back up. He had to decide, I've worked hard to get where I am. I, I, all of that's going to go away. You, you have to imagine that, that Noah had a house and Noah had lands and Noah had all this stuff. And you have to imagine all the things he was leaving behind when he started building this ark. He had to leave all of that effort behind. Why? Because he had to get somewhere he and his family were going to be safe. I have to surrender my effort. I have to surrender. Secondly, I have to surrender my reputation. I mean, imagine what the neighbors, Noah said, there's going to be a flood. And they're going, what? What, 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 what do you mean a flood? There's going to be a huge flood. You got to get in the ark. None of them did. All of them were invited. None of them got in. It was just him and his family until the rains started. And, and, and the truth is, you've got, to, you've got to surrender your reputation. They thought he was crazy. And can I be honest? If you follow God, if you surrender to God the way he asks you to, the world around you is going to think that you're crazy. Why are you doing this? But in reality, you're not crazy. You're the one following the God who's going to give you peace. Because sin that, they are, that they're drowning in is the problem. Jesus who they think makes you crazy is the answer. You know, in a world in a world controlled by sin, righteousness seems odd. In a world controlled by sin, the, the spirituality that that leads to the blood of Jesus and leads to forgiveness, leads to redemption, all of that seems crazy if what's normal is sin. But do you see, you have to understand the idea that sin is normal is, some, is a reality we've created, not unlike the people of Noah's day created it, but we've just created, we've just decided that, that, that since we can't seem to get past sin, we're just going to celebrate it. And that seems to be what happened here. And Noah had to surrender his effort. He had to surrender his reputation. He had to surrender his resources. He had, I mean, nobody was going to just give him the stuff to build this ark, he had to surrender his resources to get this job done. And in the end, you have to surrender yourself. You, you have to be so surrendered to who Jesus is and what God wants in your life that, frankly, 
everything else doesn't matter. We're going to get in here in what God told me to build. We're going to close the door and we're going to ride out the storm. As Tina and I got up to the Holiday Inn, the staff there was so wonderful and they took care of us. We ended up being there for seven days. We rode out a Category 3 there in that Holiday Inn. And I had a flight to go out the day after the storm, but they never reopened the airport. So we stayed and we rode out a Category 4 storm that just as it passed us became a Category 5. It was building as it went over us. In the Category 3, we actually watched the eye of the storm go over top of us. We went through two storms and we became, we, we, we spent time in prayer and we, we just became convinced that we had to surrender whatever it was God wanted us to surrender before we were going to see the end of this storm. Here, here, here are the ideas. I believe that what God said to me, very much like he said to Noah, you can't have what you won't let go of. That, 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 that phrase has just echoed in my mind ever since that, ever since writing out those storms. That phrase that you can't really have what you're not willing to let go of. It, this, this applies to tithing. It applies to time. It applies to everything I can think of. You, you, if, if, if I'm, let's take money. If I'm not willing to give away money, then I don't have money. Money has me. And so I have to be willing to let go of things. I have to be willing to let go of the effort I've put in all these years. I have to be willing to let go of the reputation. I have to be willing to let go of the resources. I have to be willing to let go of myself. When I'm willing to do all of that, I can surrender to the God who can actually set me free and help me protect me through the storm and then take care of me so I can see the other side of the storm. Because one thing's true. After a hurricane... The skies turn the most beautiful blue and the world goes quiet and calm. And it's, 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 everything's torn up, but the world is at peace again. In Romans, the Apostle Paul says it this way. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then, after the surrender, you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Surrender to God is not just something that the pastor does or the super spiritual do. It's something all of us have to do. And the more we surrender to him, the more we find freedom in our lives and protection from the sin that surrounds us. Pray with me. Holy Spirit, I can't speak for what everyone should surrender or what anyone should do besides me. I can't even speak for my wife or my children. I can only speak for me. I only know what you're calling me to do. But God, would you speak to every single one of us? Would you show us the areas of our lives that must be surrendered to you? God, we're going to give you praise. We offer to you ourselves as living sacrifices.
Now show us your will. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us. We hope that this resource helped you in your journey towards loving God and loving people better every day. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends. Lastly, we just wanted to give a special thanks to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this is possible. If you'd like to learn more about how to partner with us financially, just click give for more information. We appreciate anything you can do to help. Thanks for being a member of our online family. We love serving Jesus with you.